everyone. Welcome to Beauties and Headcanons, where we're nerdy, and you probably are too. I'm Lindsay, and I'm here with Tegan, and we are, as usual, here to talk nerdy to you. So, this week's episode, I have... Um, I've been wanting to talk about this for quite a few weeks and, of course, had a bunch of things to catch up on, so I had to make sure that I had some stuff in my brain to actually talk about. <laughs> and um, what's really funny to me is that a, a few a few months ago, or maybe, I don't know, uh, six months ago, we were talking about how Netflix had pulled the um, Marvel Defenders and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and Daredevil, all of those shows, they were being pulled to... And, you know, they, I, I didn't have the chance to really look into it, but we had decided and sort of speculated that the whole reason for all of that was going to be so that Disney Plus could pull it um, and start streaming them. And, of course, now, guess what? <laughs> guess what you can go see on Disney Plus? Oh, and, I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> so we have this this concept that Disney Plus is basically like taking over the world and for quite some time I've always made jokes that like the United States of America isn't always going to be the United States of America eventually it's going to be like the United States of the things we consume right so yeah. there'll be like a part of the of the country that'll be like McDonald's and a part of the country that'll be Amazon and a part of the country that'll be Disney and I mean that's that's basically the big three right also Walmart <laughs> Oh, and Walmart. Yes, absolutely. Walmart. <laughs> Although I'm, I'm pretty sure Amazon and Walmart are going to be in cahoots pretty quickly if they aren't already. Maybe. So <laughs> I wouldn't be uh, surprised. It might be like Walmart, Walmazon, something like that. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So, and they'll probably have their own streaming service because Amazon has their thing. So. Well, yeah, exactly. And then like, uh, is Hulu even a thing? Like I, I watch a few things on Hulu, but I feel like Hulu yeah, still is, a thing. has has potential to be like eaten up by one of those companies too, though. Yeah, you know, maybe. like yeah. So anyway, the the uh, topic of this is really going to be Disney Plus taking over. Um, there's quite a lot of really cool stuff coming down the line um, that we just kind of want to talk about and um, uh, shove at you. So again, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched anything that we're about to talk about and you know what? I don't even know what we're about to talk about. So, um, I, any and everything that is potentially on Disney plus. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, so let's, let's start with, uh, what's about to happen with Disney plus, uh, at the end of May, we are going to see the beginning of, uh, or I think it's going to drop just like all the rest of the star Wars shows did. Mm -hmm. But, um, the trailer for Obi-Wan came out yes. and I was uh, losing my mind. And you promised me you were not going to talk to Lee about that. So did you? Uh, no, we, we didn't talk about okay. Obi-Wan. We, okay. um, for any uh, listeners who didn't uh, listen in last, uh, last episode or if you tuned out because, you know, there were spoilers, obviously, you know, we pretty much focus mainly on Moon Knight in episode one and everything like that. Right. So. I was going to talk. As you guys talk, know. Yeah. <laughs> I can't handle spoilers. So yeah. I want to watch Moon Knight Fresh. So I couldn't be on that episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Uh, anyway, Star Wars, Obi-Wan is coming out at the end of May and the trailer dropped and I was losing my mind um, because of how cool it is. So let's start with that. Uh, yeah. Like I, I watched, I did watch it. I, I know you watched it like. Kind of, like, several days before I did, before I finally, like, got around to watching it. I don't know uh -huh. why I'm so resistant to just watching trailers. I, I don't know. Like, unless it just is shoved in front of my face, it's like, 
I don't care. Like, whatever. Okay. Right, um, I watch the whole thing. No, I, I'm the yeah, same way. Like, I, I really have to seek out a trailer in order to want to watch it. And yeah. uh, most of the time, I don't want to. I just want to see the show when it happens. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, you know, I don't want to get all this hyped up and it's like, oh, coming in like a year or maybe not even a year, like in some X number of months or weeks or whatever. It's like, but I, you know, you've shown me this, you've got me hyped up and now I have to wait. Like... My, my brain doesn't really like that concept, but I, I watched right. it because I was kind of interested to see if they would kind of hint towards like what they're going to be doing with that, uh, with that series that's supposed to take place like at the end of episode three and before the beginning of episode four, um, as far as like the movies are concerned. Um, and it seems like they're going to kind of maybe incorporate some rebel-ish plot lines or ideas maybe it, it at looks least like it yeah yeah from what i was uh seeing with like the inquisitors and everything like that mm-hmm. yep we got to see one of the inquisitors at least and mm-hmm. um i honestly like i'm excited because you know for such a long time i was so resistant to watching um Clone Wars and mm-hmm. Rebels and then we finished Rebels and honestly I could probably watch Rebels again and it would be like in a brand new show and I've never been someone who's like oh yeah let me watch the show over again that yeah. I've watched a million <laughs> times before and I know people who uh, periodically go through it just like you know reading the Harry Potter books like yeah. periodically going through doing those things again always sort of like blows my mind because I'm always like there's so much more to consume why would I do that again mm-hmm. but I understand the concept with with Star Wars, especially with Rebels, because there was so much, so much good stuff in every episode. Um, even like the episodes I didn't like so much were were amazing ones. So oh, yeah. I I feel like I totally get that, and um, the idea of being able to see um, uh, Tamara Morrison maybe playing. Uh, himself a bunch of different times now that we've seen him as Boba Fett. Yeah. <laughs> I I would love to see him play um, a few of the actual clones and having to really like show his acting chops and um, not just with his face. You know, like mm-hmm. I would I I'd be really cool to I I'd be I'm I'm like excited to even just see any um, cameos of anyone ever in all Disney everything's so mm-hmm. like I'm going to talk about that a little bit too with with Marvel where <laughs> I'm still hoping to see um certain characters little, little cameos to well they they showed me they could do it with bringing on Matt Murdock and yeah so yeah I you know the way I lost my mind with that I am certain that they can do it because they've shown me they could so now they've got to really beef it up and and make sure it happens all the time which is why <laughs> it's so cool that they are doing Obi-Wan mm-hmm. because they are bringing back Hayden Christensen which makes me like lose my mind because I you say whatever you want about him and the writing of those first three movies mm-hmm. um you know one two and three and say whatever you want but if they had casted someone else especially while um that role was hayden's and Mm -hmm. they have the ability to hire him on had they done anything else i probably would have been devastated Mm -hmm. so i'm excited i really am yeah and i'm not like i was growing up in high school and like i didn't have the inability to kind of like fandom with certain things like you did Mm -hmm. um but i like had no reason not to and i had i was babysitting someone when i was 17 years old and i remember watching um 
episode four or five and looking at this like 10 year old kid and being like what's the difference between a tie fighter and an Mm x-wing so that was like me in high school right so me twice the years later i feel so very like ridiculous about um being like all in as a star wars fandom person um (laughs) And even with the MCU, too, like this, honestly, doing this podcast and like growing up and being an adult has really like opened my eyes to just how cool this stuff really is. (laughs) Yeah. And one of the really interesting things is uh, with series like like what they're doing on Disney Plus, it seems like they're also like knitting together different bits of uh, Star Wars media, like pulling in from different sources where they can, Um, obviously with Rebels. They were able to pull in Thrawn from the expanded universe and kind of like reintroduce him and recanonize him in the Star Wars lore, which is awesome because I absolutely love Thrawn. Um, And it seems with the Obi-Wan series, from what I've read, they are also doing a similar thing with um, a few characters and references to uh, Star Wars, the Jedi Fallen Order video game. Um, Oh, I think there's a couple of characters that either are in or are mentioned in that game that um, they're actually going to be bringing in for that. So I'm kind of, you know, while I didn't like personally really enjoy the game so much, that was mainly for playing it because it the controls just felt kind of clunky and non-intuitive and it. You know, when you get frustrated doing certain things that you know you don't have to be frustrated with because other games, other older games have even figured it out how to do it. You know, it just it kind of sours the experience. But lore wise, you know, the game is very interesting and I am glad that they're going to be, you know, using some things from that. It kind of brings out, you know, a lot more things about stories and video games. It, It kind of feels like it's legitimizing it in a way, you know that video games can be great mediums for stories and that we can use, you know, what starts in one medium in another medium. So I I think that'll be really neat to kind of see, you know, what kind of characters and even what kind of Easter eggs they might be dropping in this new series with uh, Obi-Wan and with this whole storyline that they're going to be following. Because obviously, like, you know, you know, watching um, Obi-Wan, we're not going to just be watching Obi-Wan in the desert, like watching Luke all the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I'm sure some fans might have thought that he was doing <laughs> between episodes three and four. You know, obviously, right. there's a lot of <laughs> other things that are going on as well. You know, that it would be kind of a boring series to just watch Obi-Wan just sitting there on a rock with binoculars watching <laughs> Luke grow up. Watching Luke grow up. Yeah. 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 No, I... I... I mean, I I would expect nothing less from Obi Wan to both be like attentive and also kicking butt and taking names. Yeah, on the slide. um, Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm excited to see it. Um, And it's funny too because like you know there have been primetime television shows for ages now that have always you know that have had cameos and um, tie-ins from other shows. Uh, I I can't think of them now, but um, you know like the when there's a spinoff, like, mm-hmm. um, when there's a spinoff and then those characters go off into other ones and then you add new characters. That's something mm-hmm. though, that, um, especially seeing a fandom that you love do, um, and do well is extremely exciting for me. So I'm, oh, yeah. I'm like excited for the live action casting of all of these people and how exciting that is. Um, when it comes down to, 
all Disney shows, really. Yeah. I, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm so used to um, not thinking about it as something that happens in shows that I don't watch, but mm-hmm. for it to be so prevalent and for the casting to be um, synonymous around across the board is, is mm-hmm. pretty cool for me. Um, so let's talk then about a couple other things that are probably going to happen with Star Wars 2 because yeah. we have seen Ahsoka now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just one one more, like, tiny thing. Like, I am, like, super intrigued about this Obi-Wan series. Um, and part uh, of the reason that I'm so intrigued is because when I was very young and just getting into kind of, you know, the idea of writing and doing things and, you know, mainly starting in fan fiction, the very first piece of fan fiction that I actually started writing was a story about Obi-Wan and... Like, it was taking place during that time when he was on Tatooine, like, before episode four, like, actually happened. So, you know, it's kind of funny to, like, see this kind of thing, like, almost come full circle. It's like, you know, I was actually having ideas about this back in, like, the early 2000s, like, way okay. before anything like anything like this was ever going to happen. So it it's really cool to kind of see that, yeah, like somebody else is also playing in the same sandbox that I was also playing in decades, literally like a, two decades ago. So yeah, I, I'm, I am pretty excited to see what they do specifically with Obi-Wan. Right, right. No, that, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so then let's talk about um, uh, Hawkeye. Yeah. Because... because I I have not watched Moon Knight yet. Um, that is on, that is next on the list. I tend to watch like gory, scary, weird stuff um, mm-hmm. when I'm not like getting prepared for an episode. Yeah, and I am like full on ready to just delve into rewatching some MCU stuff and rewatching, um, and making sure I'm up to date on things. So we started with Hawkeye, and of course I had to ask you about like what what to be prepared for um because like i didn't really know a lot about hawkeye i didn't even like remember the ronin and what yeah was up with the ronin um because i kept thinking it was a different character mm-hmm. um like it wasn't hawkeye it was the that lee pace character from one of the first movies and i that that was wrong um <laughs> it, it is the ronin who was uh you know taking vengeance on the or whatever on the tracksuit mafia um in endgame Mm-hmm. Um, or Infinity War, one of the two. And so we saw him and we saw Hawkeye after the snap um, when he lost his whole family and was really, you know, just doing <laughs> doing Ronin work. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I get it. Um, but I, like, never knew anything about Hawkeye, never really cared much, and I somehow got it into my head that you really liked Hawkeye. Um <laughs> that you've always liked him or something because I'm always like, Oh, Jeremy Renner wearing a guy liner and shooting arrows. <laughs> um, but you know, it's funny. Like the first time we see him, he is an assassin and he's like brainwashed in mm-hmm. Thor. Right. So like, well, no, um, by, no, no, it's not in Thor. It's in Avengers. Yeah. Well, actually we yeah. do see him first in Thor though. Um, he's, his appearance is extremely brief. I don't even think he's like, officially named like in Thor like I mean obviously we know that's Hawkeye but I mean like right, right at the time like I don't think they even say his name we just see him and we see his bow you know we see him take his bow and so you know obviously we're supposed to draw that conclusion that oh this right, is right. Hawkeye you know uh-huh. you know well I mean at least like the people who like 
know stuff about Marvel, like, will know that that's Hawkeye. <laughs> and people who don't know things about Marvel, it's like, oh, well, that's that's a character oh, look, with a bow. Oh, it's a guy with a bow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and that's kind of his thing this whole time, right? Like, he was... he He was supposed to be hiding he was meant not mm-hmm. to be seen so even like in the show when there are moments where he like looks at kate and he's like we're we're too exposed right now we gotta get out of the open and they mm-hmm. don't even get that chance like it, it's a very like thing it, it's a very poignant thing for him to do because it, mm-hmm. it's it, he's always been about uh not being seen and mm-hmm. there are scenes too where he is you know getting um knocking people down and stuff and it's like i looked right at jason and i was like he's like a ninja (laughs) (laughs) we didn't even see him um so it was it was a cool show to me um but it it is kind of like funny that i'm about to i'm I'm glad honestly that i've got another mcu thing to consume after this and that it's gotten such great um reviews Mm -hmm. because i um would have felt sort of like underwhelmed by hawk yeah um i understand um especially like having to put those characters together right though but had had like yelena uh killed clint um without having had that moment about natasha and how they mm-hmm. both miss her i would have been like devastated oh but, yeah um it, it would have like made sense for her to to be so angry um and for her to have her her anger directed at him was kind of like you know because we knew what happened the whole time but she yeah doesn't. so it was very like oh you know like i hope he gets the chance to tell her what actually happened and yeah um, and like, hopefully like she believes moments. him too. <laughs> right. Right. But also like how interesting for us that we got to, um, consume these shows out of order of, of sequence too. So, right. Right. Like the, the snap kind of like changed our, our timeline for everything, but we got black widow and all of her like pre-story after we already lost her. Yeah. And then we get to see Yelena like struggling with that loss Mm -hmm. um, and what she did afterwards and what Clint did afterwards. So like the two most important people to her, um, you know, her, her sister and her best friend coping with that loss and not realizing that the two of them are both coping with a a similar grief. um, uh, And that Yelena's anger is directed at Clint was just, it was, it was a nice little like character arc, but also I love Yelena. I, I am, (laughs) I don't I, I don't think I had a chance to love her as much in in the movie Black mm-hmm. Widow, but I just like I want to see so much more of her. And I loved her outfits and her snarky remarks with Kate. I, I was just like, this girl, she is going to be one of my new favorites, I think, because <laughs> she's just so, so spicy. Yeah, like it, it's funny because, you know. Uh, in, like, comics and in other media that they've, you know, shown Yelena in, um, I've never really liked her, like, at all. Like, she's always been, like, super annoying. Like, basically, like, a Black Widow wannabe and just, you know, she she doesn't really add anything else to what she does. Like, the perform- sure. like you know, the character of, of Yelena just is, you know, she's meant to be a foil for Black Widow, but there's nothing extra about her. It's just that. So... You know, I didn't, I still haven't seen like the Black Widow movie just because like, I'm like, eh. Oh my God. I don't know. So. Tegan. (laughs) So, and, and, you know, I had heard Yelena was in and I'm like, oh, like seriously, like I don't want to see another like thing with Yelena. But seeing her in the series was really interesting because the way that they're using her character, you know, it feels like they're fleshing her out a lot more and they're using her. Not just as, you know, a bland foil of a character we already know and love. 
they're actually like, you know, developing her. And so just at least from the perspective of a writer, it's a lot more interesting what they're doing with her. And so it makes me more interested in her as she's presented in the MCU um, overall. Right, right. Well, and so I, of course, don't have that kind of, you know, jaded, uh, you know, sort of jaded idea of her. Um, yeah. But I, I definitely have already seen Black Widow, obviously. Yeah. And <laughs> I enjoyed seeing her in Hawkeye that much more. Um, mm-hmm. She didn't really get much of a chance to be anything but a little sister to Natasha. Yeah. In Black Widow. Um, she, you get to see a lot of their... Uh, beginnings and the red room and all of that stuff so it's really kind of cool to see that in the movie so i like highly recommend watching it no no sponsors here (laughs) but um i do believe that uh, after having watched the movie um her being this snarky ridiculous uh spicy and not just spicy because she puts hot sauce all over her macaroni and cheese Um, which is very good and i also highly recommend is it really yes I, i thought about going out because i know exactly what bottle that is is Mm -hmm. of 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 hot sauce i was like Mm -hmm. hmm, i i could i could do this thing um but it's so funny too because she keeps talking about how delicious it is and it's just like boxed macaroni and cheese but okay i mean you had you i'm pretty sure she added sriracha and i mean you add sriracha to anything it's it's gonna be good it makes it delicious Mm -hmm. yes exactly yes okay so that happened with Hawkeye, and although it may have been a little bit of filler, it did bring some characters together and introduce some characters. We also got to see Wilson Fisk. Um, yes. And, you know, when when we got to hear uh, earlier in the series, um, uh, Clint is really worried about the big guy, getting the big guy involved. Mm-hmm. And it'll be interesting to hear how that all came to pass, because, like, I don't know how... I know Wilson Fisk from Daredevil, Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know how, other than, you know, being in the same city and how he owns the city, how he gets involved with Clint and Mm -hmm. how Clint knows him. Because, like, or even why why exactly they're hiding from him. You know, like, I want to know the underbelly of that story with the Mafia and and Maya and all of that. Like, I want to know all of that. because there's got to be like a really gruesome, awesome story under it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it sounds like obviously Clint gets hired as an assassin for um, to, to kill Maya's father. Mm-hmm. Um, and he tells Maya that. But there's so much cool stuff that's on the horizon here, too, with like Clint kind of passing the Hawkeye persona to to kate i kind mm-hmm. of assume that's what's about to happen yeah um and and trainer and and you know um then there's maya and there's all these other like other characters and all this pass passing of the of the passing of the mantle to all these people that have been happening in the mcu and in disney plus that's got me really like excited and anticipatory and um, I'm not someone who's like excited about that, right? Like I usually mm-hmm. am like, oh, the MCU ending at at Endgame and all of that happening. <clears throat> I was like ready for that, and now that that's not happening, I'm like all in. I'm like, uh, I'm one of those people who's like a fair weather fan of the MCU. As long as things are still moving and going, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but let's let's also talk about. Um, then how you need to go watch all those Netflix shows that are now on Disney Plus because I know like you I can't watch them in order. 
Yeah. You have to you have to like watch them a certain way because even though it's like, you know, six different series mm-hmm. and all these different characters, they the the Defenders uh, limited series mm-hmm. comes like in the middle of all of that. So you can't like watch Daredevil to the end and then go and start watching the next one. You have to like break it up. So oh, yeah, <laughs> um, that that's going to be a very interesting uh, adventure for you, I think. Um, I, I'm kind of excited to, to hear all about it when you do it, because you have to watch Daredevil one um, and then uh, the season one. And then I think it's Jessica Jones season one. And then I'm going to read it. I'm just going to read you the timeline, right? Okay. Then Daredevil season two. Are you taking notes? No, you're not. Uh, <laughs> Daredevil season two. And then Luke Cage season one, which you're going to love Luke Cage. Um, and Iron Fist season one. I didn't really like Iron Fist. I, I feel like you might. Um, I, I still have problems with, with Iron Fist and Danny Rand being like mm-hmm. a, a white guy. Uh <laughs> I don't know. He he does he does play like the 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 the, the 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 actor who plays Danny Rand. He does a really good job of playing like the the white uh, the privileged white boy with uh, no reason to think differently about his life until he really has to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like that's very uh, very much the same story for a um, DC character that you like. Uh, isn't there a like a martial arts? I mean, there there's so many Playboy. I, yeah, I, I mean, there's there's quite a few. <laughs> okay, so I uh, I feel like it was it, I I didn't really I don't know it, it's it's well done. He you know there's there's all the stuff in there. Um, but then it's Iron Fist, then the Defenders, then you can watch the Defenders after that. <laughs> um, Punisher was really good. Um, I I don't honestly know if I finished Punisher, and now that they pulled him from Netflix, I couldn't tell you. I'd have yeah. to go back and watch it, and I guess that's <laughs> probably what's going to happen. <laughs> because you know, it, it I had all that stuff on Netflix that was just waiting for me, um, mm-hmm. and told me how much of it had I had watched, and I didn't watch it with anyone else because like most of the Netflix shows that I've seen, I've seen bits and bobs and pieces of it on other people's programs or other people's uh, accounts. Uh huh. But the MCU stuff uh, was all me on Netflix. So I knew exactly where I was and I knew I had watched all of it. Now I, now I can't even tell you. But yeah. then, okay, so Punisher, then Jessica Jones season two. Um, I actually really liked Jessica Jones. And you know what's really cool too about all of these different characters is that they brought in so many different actors. I read recently that what's going to happen is eventually everyone's going to be cast like all the actors and that are available are going to be cast in one of these shows or in the mcu or in even in star wars like there's someone's going to have they're all going to have roles in something so that Mm -hmm. they can like reprise them and um that's why like all those cameos would be so cool because they could just show up (laughs) and you would know who they were at any given moment, they could be in the background of the next Spider-Man movie or whatever. And yeah. there they are. And you know exactly who they are and who they're supposed to be. I, like, I'm still sad we haven't seen more of them. But come on, Disney Plus. We know you can do it. And you're I'm sure they're going to. I, oh, yeah. If, if they don't, I'll be so sad. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. And- Iron Fist 2, Daredevil Season 3, mm-hmm. Punisher Season 2. I don't think I've seen Punisher Season 2. Maybe I have. Just and see, season three. And see, I'm like in a kind it. of a weird place with like Punisher because like I've uh, obviously like, you know, there have been iterations of Punisher before 
the TV mm-hmm. show. You know, he's had like live action, live action adaptations before. Um, I haven't seen the eighties one or was it the night? I don't remember, but there was one in, I think it was 2004 with Thomas Jane and it was just so excellently done. Yes. So oh, excellently Thomas done. And so, so yeah. And so now I'm like, mm, like, like I'm kind of stuck because it's like, if I watch that and it's like, it's like I already have this expectation going into it. And, you know, I really try hard, you know, when I watch things to not go in with these expectations because, you know, that that breeds disappointment. You know, it's and I think that is common for, yeah. you know, fans of different things that, you know, you go in with all these preconceived notions and then you're kind of let down. And so I try my best not to do that. But with some things, it's a lot harder to shed than just saying, well, I'm just going to watch it and just experience it and enjoy it for what it is, you know? <laughs> right, right. Well, and that that is that is a valid point, though. You know, like when something is done well, mm-hmm. you don't want it to be mucked up by something that's not done. Yeah. Well. And there have been so many times where, where we that's have happened. actually done an episode where playing on our nostalgia, we've wanted something to be good, mm-hmm. and it just wasn't quite yeah. what we had hoped for. So, yeah, absolutely. That is definitely a thing. However, I will tell you, I love Thomas Jane, and I do feel like the um, plot line and casting for the Punisher series was was very well done. Um, right. so, I so I will check it out. I think then. I've seen that actor since. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that actor do anything other than um, a character in Walking Dead, but I do feel like, it, 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 not that he's typecast, but sort of, sort of, like it sort of feels that way. Yeah, I have, that's sort of the only other cast. thing I've seen him in too, which he actually did yeah. Shane very, very well in The Walking did, Dead. I yeah, was, absolutely. Oh yeah. He, he was very, very good in that. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's not that I don't think that he would, wouldn't do a good job. It's just like balancing that you know what I already have in my head and what I already know and what I've already seen with exactly something new yeah no I get it okay so anything else we need to make sure we, we say about uh, Disney <sighs> plus taking over the world and all the things that uh, we have yet to watch on um, Disney plus um, I do think it's really interesting how they're you know kind of pulling in and referring to, you know, different medias, you know, because obviously like in Hawkeye, you know, we have Wilson Fisk and we had, you know, they brought back Vincent D'Onofrio to reprise the role, which he did so, so well. Um, And we've had, you know, other things where we, you know, we had Matt Murdock in, you know, the last Spider-Man movie, you know, come in for a quick little scene. So, you know, it's really interesting to see how they're, you know, finally integrating and tying in all of these things. It it really gives kind of a sense that this world is, you know, actually, you know, complex and it has some depth, you know, and there's different, you know, even though like, say we're watching a movie about Spider-Man, we can still know by seeing Matt Murdock that, you know, whatever else that Matt was also doing is also happening as well or has happened, you know? So so it's just really cool. It it makes the world feel a lot more fleshed out, you know? And I think that there are some valid points to be made about when, um, when like companies or when, um, when, like when corporations kind of tried to do this whole like universe idea or concept, you know, and how, you know, it can sometimes get a little bit overwhelming because everything has to be an Easter egg. Everything has to have a reference. You know, everything is, you know, connected and it can be, it it can sometimes be too much. And sometimes those connections kind of become meaningless because it's like, you know, if you don't watch something in 
just the right order, then you're not going to get this, you know, or if you don't have this prior knowledge, then you're, you might not understand the significance of another plot line on down the road. But, you know, the way that they're doing it, I don't feel is, you know, um, at least at this point is, is not too terribly overwhelming or anything like that. You know, obviously the Netflix shows have been big hits. And even if like myself, you haven't watched the Netflix shows, you know, the characters that they put, put in, that they've pulled in from there so far, you know, have been fairly recognizable so that even if you're not, if you, even if you haven't watched those shows, odds are, you know, about Kingpin, odds are, you know, about Daredevil. So, you know, it's not, terribly vague kind of like oh gotcha there's an easter egg right there you know it's it it all has a purpose and a reason so you know and i hope that they stick with that you know obviously i don't want to see them go down that path of having you know just super obscure references and you know just Mm -hmm. things that you know most people who might casually watch or just you know watch here and there or anything like that they aren't really gonna like get it or enjoy it as much um, so yeah, I, I, I hope they keep that up. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, and you know, like I'm the most, I'm also super excited about things like, um, what we know is happening with, uh, the possibility of, uh, the multiverse and mm-hmm. all of that going on as well as the, um, you know, with Magneto and yeah, the X-Men, uh, Dr. Like, Xavier, the X-Men, they... there we go. I couldn't remember <laughs> what it's called. <laughs> yeah, because... As far as I remember, I believe didn't Disney acquire Fox? I thought or so too. But that is another episode title, I think. Yeah, because yeah. um, there, there's again like just so much that they can pull in and do. And I'm really especially looking forward to the next Doctor Strange movie and Loki season two because I feel like, or at least I hope that they'll really kind of dive into. Um, you know, all the different intricacies of the multiverse and things like that. So I, I'm just, mm, I'm hoping. I, I, I'm I'm just really excited to see where where all of that kind of goes. Absolutely. All right. So with that, um, go watch all the Disney Plus. Um, you know, get us a sponsorship if you can. And otherwise, <laughs> I'm Lindsay. And I'm Tegan. And thanks for getting nerdy with us today on Beauties and Headcanons. Cannons. <laughs>